Hey. Yeah, any record or song that uh, features an ending where everybody in the band says, hey, that gets points in my books. That was the Rhythm Addicts with Bump Bum. Came out on a single in 1959 through Frantic. So, yeah, this is Oh Man. Show number three, and my name is Rory. I'll be here for approximately one hour and 57 minutes longer, if everything times out correctly. Maybe a little longer than that, we'll see. Uh, So, yeah, things are are really weird, and I don't really need to elaborate, I'm sure, but uh, some of the things I would normally talk about on here don't really apply anymore, such as shows that are coming up in the very near future, since most of them are canceled, or will be, depending on where you are. Um, and then obviously I can't give away tickets because it doesn't really make sense to have tickets to shows if you don't know if they're going to happen or not. Uh, so I guess those, those things will kind of have to be adjusted over time. I do have some, uh, shows that I'm, I'll let you know about that are happening a little further into the future in the hopes of things going back to normal soon. We will see. But what we do have, or what I have, it's not more than one person here, it's just me. What I have for you this week is a whole whack of unusual and interesting music from the past 75 years or so, as is normally the case. We've got our good pal Zach Coons with his I'm Allowed segment coming up about midway through the show. And we also have a set slash mini feature on the phenomenon known as song sharking or song poems. And that's to come towards the uh, end of, of the program after Zach jumps in for a little bit. So I think that's pretty well everything I, I got to tell you about right now. We can just keep things moving along here. I'm going to play a song by Femme Accident next. It's called TV Snow. This was released on an album called Sensory Ghosts in 2016.
Good evening, I'm Ken Bastida. Dana is off tonight. He was murdered and then set on fire while celebrating his birthday.
Yeah, that was Softness by Dorothy. That was, if not the first collaboration between Genesis Peorage and Alex Ferguson, it was definitely one of the earlier collaborations. Uh, It was put out, that single, through Industrial Records in 1980, and of course it was Ferguson and, uh, or Ferguson and Peorage that would go and form Psychic TV not too long after that for uh, what I thought was the, the best incarnation of Psychic TV after that gets, gets a little dodgy. Um, what else do we hear? Yeah, before Dorothy, Benzene from Berlin. It's Zadir Voss Rain from a demo that was put out last year, and you can find that on their Bandcamp page, 
benzinebln.bandcamp.com. Before Benzine, Annika, Soatart, Denk, Er, Nog, Eins, Over, Na. That was from a single put out by Arcade in 1967. Translation from Dutch means something to the effect of think it over once more. Also heard Jimmy Dobro with Swamp Surfer, released in 1963 by Phillips on a single. Then there was Minimal Man with All the Answers, comes from the Safari album released in 1984 through a label called CD Presents. Uh, I don't know what CD stands for, especially as this was put out on vinyl, but I don't know. Does it it even really matter? Probably not. Before Minimal Man and to start things, Femme Accident TV Snow from Sensory Ghosts. Going to play a song by Wilbert Harrison next. Uh, It's called Poison Ivy. This is probably one of my, or definitely one of my most favorite discoveries of the past six months or so. There's this hilarious and dark line in the song to the effect of every day when I go to shave, I need to have two men hold my arms or I'll slit my throat. So I I won't uh, delay it any further. I'll, I'll let you hear the wonderful little tune that is Poison Ivy by Wilbert Harrison. Here we go. Now, cat, don't touch that gal there, please. Cause you get wasted down to your knees. No, I don't like to break. I don't like to say what I'll do. Cause I'm like poison ivy, I'll break out all over you Oh yes, I bought me a plate, one I could afford Too long to be a knife and too short to be a sword No, I don't like to break, I don't like to say what I'll do Hear me talk, cause I'm like poison ivy, I'll break out all over you Last night some cat got smart with my niece Now he has a sign says up, rest in peace No, I don't like to brag I don't like to say what I'll do Cause I'm like boys in Ivy I'll break out all over you Yo, 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 hey! I don't like to break, 
I don't like to say what I'll do Hear me talk Cause I'm like boys in Ivy I'll bring out all over you Cause I'm like boys in Ivy I'll bring out all over you Cause I'm like boys in Ivy I'll bring out all over you
should go anyplace else. I hate to tell you what a big mistake, because this is the only place to come for these gorgeous, gorgeous curtains. For this price, you could never find them anywhere. That's the thing. Not like over here, for these prices, never. That's why I'm so glad this place opened. I am so thankful for this place to open up.
Hello. That was Jesse with Verftein Geld nicht zum Fenster raus, or Don't Throw Your Money Out the Window. That was released by Vogue Schallplatten in 1967. Also, before that, uh, a new collaboration between our pal who's responsible for the I'm Allowed report and his pal, Kevin Hall, uh, Zach Coons and Kevin Hall, that is, working together under the name of The Volnificus. The song was Tiny Spark of Divinity, and it was put out this year as part of an album called Swallowing Poison in Ocean Water and Rising in the Dark Night. Also heard Trigger Cut with Transfer from Buster. That was put out last year. Then there was the Fabulous Cyclones with Cyclone from a single that Bandbox released in 1960. Let's see, what else we have? Marauder with Property to Property from a self-titled 2017 release through Brute Direct Discs. And to start it all off, the amazing Wilbert Harrison with Poison Ivy. Released by Vest in 1966. So I guess this will this will be the part of the show where I talk about shows to come, and as I mentioned earlier, and by shows to come I mean concerts. As I mentioned earlier, I don't think anything's going to be happening anytime too soon. But uh, if we want to look a little further into the future, and I do then maybe some of these things coming up will, in fact, occur. Let me turn it over to our uh, correspondent at J&H Productions for his thoughts on what a good show should entail. Pertaining to show. I want the stars that's going to be in the Coliseum that's going to make the people sway and rock and clap their hands to the beat and get up and dance in an area that will be big enough for them to do it in. I can't completely disagree. So let's see, here in Prague, uh, at least for April, some things I've noted that are coming up. I mentioned on last week's show, there's the Cocaine Piss and B uh, sets at Cafe Valese, April 6th, that is. Also, that same night, uh, Lassie and Jim Tonic at Varsava. April 18th, we'll see Valese Roll, Mutian Conflict, and Rack Spurts at Bike Jesus. The 23rd of April, I was really surprised to see uh, Aus from Berlin are going to be coming here. I had never really expected to see them. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, also, they'll be accompanied by Sinks and Deist at Punctum. Once again, that same night, I wish that it stopped happening, that the good shows are just getting bunched up on the same evenings. But anyhow, uh, April 23rd, Oswald Schneider and OTK at Cashtan. And then much further into the future, there'll be Pozpikowski and Job at Punctum. So there you have it. At least for Prague, I figure what's the use in going into interesting stuff in other places and in times like these. 
Next, I'm going to play the only good song by The Police. This is Mother, and it was included on their Synchronicity album that was put out in 1983. There's nothing else they've ever done that sounds even remotely close to this. I wish they had done more stuff like this instead of the garbage they put out instead, but I guess they had their reasons. Probably the, the big bags with the dollar signs on them filled with money convinced them otherwise or who, who knows I, I can't necessarily say if that's their only reason but I will say that I really don't like the police otherwise alright here we go the police Sing! 
It's a sick, sick, sick world. And it's waiting for you.
Yeah. That was Wombo with Sweet Powder Sugar Sandy. Comes from something they just put out called Blossom Looks Down Upon Us through Sophomore Lounge Records. Before Wombo, Vic Team with Diego. That was also put out, uh, or I guess that was put out last year through October Tone. The name of the record is Mi Trunk Mi Jam. Before Vic Team, Scott Walker with a song that may or may not be topical. I'll leave that to you. Uh, it's The Plague, released by Phillips in 1967. Then it was... Aus with Abgemacht, as I mentioned, they'll be playing here in Prague, hopefully, in a little over a month. Uh, that song comes from their demo released through Static Age Music in 2018. And to start, The Police with Mother from Synchronicity, put out in 1983 through a So, of course, the music you're hearing in the back right now can only mean one thing, and that is... It's time for a little chat with the Kentucky gentleman himself, Zach Coons. So let's see. I'm gonna gonna give him a ring here right now. Hello there. Hey, pal. What's shaking? How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. I I was. For the first time doing the show without drinking up until a few minutes ago, and I realized it didn't really feel right, so I've remedied that situation and now now I am drinking again <laughs> drinking just you 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 were not drinking any fluids at all or there was a particular kind of fluid <laughs> I guess it was both, yeah, because I wasn't drinking any fluids, I was kind of just sitting here, and then there was there was no as you could assume alcoholic fluids as part of that either I mean there were no. That's fluids, the best fluids of any of kind. All. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sounds like you got a dog in the background there. Oh, uh, there's actually. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in between two choruses of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on I, there? I, I'm trying to go because I'm at my. Well, I'm at my dad's place. I'm. I'm. Go, I'm going back to uh, to Kentucky today to do some things for my mom and and uh, so I stopped to see my dad. And uh, he's got he's got a dog in the backyard and two dogs in the front yard, and they're. I came out on the back porch, and one dog started barking at me and got the other dogs barking. So it's really driving me bananas. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> just losing. Goddamn mind over this, actually. <laughs> All right, shut up, Jesus. God. <laughs> oh well, there's nothing for it. Yeah, that, that's the way it goes. That's life. This maniac, this goddamn maniac dog. <laughs> Can you believe that there is, are creatures on this planet that does something like that? I don't understand it, but there's a lot of things I don't understand. Imagine that, like, that's your, I can't imagine a sentient creature on this planet that that's their response to anything. <laughs> it's just a continuously my uh, I, I have a neighbor whose dog will bark I mean that dog will bark all night long I can't believe that that is a sentient creature on this planet's response to anything isn't that wild it is I also don't understand how they avoid the equivalent of a sore throat 
because if I was hollering like that for a whole <laughs> night, I would not be in good shape the next day. But they never seem to yeah, really tire on that front. No, they will get. I've, I've actually heard him get a little hoarse because I used to have. I used to. There used to be a dog on the farm that would bark all the all the damn time. And uh, oh boy, there it goes again. Yep. And uh, it would start to get like a little, <laughs> like a little bit of a lower kind of growly type bark eventually. But it does take them a while. I guess they. It's like if you can sing all night, but if you don't, if your if your mechanics aren't good, then you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, I think it's like if a dog knows how to bark correctly, they don't have to worry about things so much. And maybe it's just like just the atavistic nature of animals. You know, they just they just know they just know how to do things. You know, like naturally, like human beings are so remarkably unnatural but a dog knows how to bark naturally so the dog can just bark forever maybe i don't know i just speculation i also read my thing. that dogs don't really bark in the wild they only bark when they're domesticated so they don't really know why that is either <laughs> yeah who knows it's it it is it's just such an unnatural thing that for one creature to more or less domesticate another creature. I just, I don't like that concept at all. I got to tell you, I, I'll just go ahead and, I'll go ahead and pop that out now. I just don't, I don't care for that. I don't think that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do. Like the, the concept of, of pet quote unquote ownership. It just, that just doesn't, that didn't do it for me at all. I like, I like wild animals really well. I mean, I, I like I, I I like some domesticated animals as well, but I I really like a wild animal. But there's just something I don't know. There's something about a like domesticating a a living creature. It's like it, it's like having a pet mushroom or you know like a pet dandelion or something. It just doesn't doesn't make any sense to me at all. And there's so many have something that people will just take out of wherever and bring home and just start living with them. It was funny because Adam Bradley had shown me there was this big long index of exotic animals that you're not allowed to have in Toronto. And most of these I'd never heard of in my life. And you look up pictures of them. It's like, I have no idea what that thing is. I've never, I didn't even know that existed, but yeah, there's this incredible list of, of animals that exists that people will, for whatever reason, try and get their hands on and then try and live with it. Even though at least with a dog or a cat, it's, you know, over time bred to be living with people. But these, these things, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. It's like when you, you bring home a chimp and it's all fine and dandy when it's young, but then when it gets into its teenage equivalent years, then it starts getting really nasty and tearing up your place. So yeah. <laughs> get masturbated in your face while you're asleep. <laughs> Yeah, getting up all <laughs> I that kind do of that. Stuff. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's speculation. Some people might do that too. Yeah, so you can't really win. Oh yeah, yeah, that's happened to me a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always asked for it in, in one way or another, I guess. But <laughs> so, other than getting barked at, what are you what are you doing today? Well, I I'm my. One of my best friends, his uh, son has a birthday party, so I'm going to his son's two-year, his his son's second 
birthday party. And uh, just going and doing some things for my mom. And then I'm thinking later, I, I've, I was told on my way down here, I talked to a good friend of mine. And I told there's going to be like a, there's going to be a, 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 a water volleyball game in, in Huntington, West Virginia. I, it seems like I'm not, I don't really know a lot about volleyball, but it seems like it's going to be really tough to, it's hard to jump out of water. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also I would assume that's indoors rather than outdoors. Otherwise, that's going to be brutally cold. Yeah, that's the million-dollar question. Yeah, because it's actually, it's like, it's leading, you know, like this mixture of rain and, and snow right now here. So, yeah, I don't think, it, I, I, I can't imagine that it's an outdoor pool. <laughs> if it was, I, boy, that, that'd be like a, that'd be like some kind of, a, that'd be a really masochistic game. <laughs> yeah. People getting cramps game, and really. stuff <laughs> when they're trying to jump out of the water. Yeah, it'd be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it would just be like it would basically just be kind of a, a game of uh, of see who can last longest. The winner would be who can stay in the water the longest. <laughs> and that's also their prize. They just get that title of knowing that they can stay in the water the longest. Yeah, the world's biggest idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You won, you won the uh, you won the title of the world's biggest idiot for staying in this incredibly cold water to play this pointless game for the longest. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, moron! Yeah, it'd probably be me. I would probably win. <laughs> I'd pay money <laughs> to watch that. Like, if, if that was a sport, <laughs> that's one sport I would be interested in. I would play it too, for sure. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely be involved in, in, in playing it. And I, you know, I, often enough, I think to myself that I'm probably the world's biggest idiot. So I, I'm, if that's like, if if that's the game that proves it, I think I'd be a champ at it. <laughs> I, I imagine I'd do pretty well at it. What do you think's worse, being the world's biggest idiot or being like the the runner up to that? Because you're not quite anything at that point. You're just playing second fiddle to the world's biggest idiot. Well, I think what would really be what would really be bad is not knowing you're an idiot. You know, I, I think like I, I noticed this going through and and through the course of my life all the time. Just this person that is truly like an idiot in the truest sense of the word, as in that they just don't know anything. They're just like they're just fumbling through through life and and. Like ignorant in the, I guess more say ignorant in the true. They don't know anything about themselves. They don't know anything about this world, and they're just, you know, they're just fumbling through life, and they have no, they they don't even know that they don't know. I think that would be the worst. That that would be the worst fate in my in my opinion. But yeah, being not being able to be the best idiot in the world would also, I guess. I don't know, even to be in the top ten would be pretty amazing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real amazing honor. There are a lot of idiots around. <laughs> There's a lot of competition. <laughs> There's some stiff competition out there, for sure. Yeah. I guess uh, in that game, it would really be the world's best sufferer. I'm pretty good at that. So I think I... I, I don't know if it would be the, necessarily if that would be the world's biggest idiot. Come to come to re, Coming to reevaluate that, it's like... Mm, wouldn't necessarily be an idiot. You'd just be really good at suffering. And uh, there's probably a I high can, correlation, but not not a <laughs> mandatory uh, connection either. Yeah, I wonder because it really like the, there's some kind of cheeriness that makes somebody a good sufferer. I think you know, like somebody that 
you're you have to it's if you're good at suffering it means that you can do it with a degree of dignity or you know like a degree of derive some kind of joy out of it you know because that's that's a, a, a major part of all of our lives is, is suffering basically misery at human agony is, is is more or less all of our share so to be the world's best sufferer mean to my mind would mean that you do it with a bit of flair and you kind of <laughs> and you kind of can kind of relish it and get a get a bit of joy from it but I don't know I mean I, I think we're, we're 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 breaking new ground here as far as I'm concerned these are two new new very new categories in the in the um, the the pantheon of of human existence. <laughs> <laughs> More research well, is required. Because I would I would consider somebody like Marcus Aurelius as the world's best sufferer. You know, like he's like he was very stoic. Looked at just took took a really hard nosed look at life and lived it without any seemingly without very many illusions at all and just looked at it the way it was and said all right this is this is this is what i've inherited this is what i've inherited when i when i took on a human form so that i i'm accepting this lion's share of agony that is every human being's every human being's uh gift and wound on this planet (laughs) and i'm i'm willing to accept that that is that's my life, and that's the that's the the life on this planet. Cruelty and, and misery and, and suffering and and mystery and 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 bewilderment. <laughs> All of those are to be cherished and savored instead of to be avoided at all costs. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I really gone. I've, I've gone pretty far off course from just talking about this goddamn barking dog. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. He's, he's just... running your goddamn mouth, dog. Well, my friend, I wish you the best of luck with the uh, the barking situation. I think. Uh... <laughs> yeah, when I go back in, I'll be able to stop barking. Oh yeah, that that's guaranteed. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose we'll we'll wrap it up here, and I uh, look forward to having our little chat again next week this was a real thrill buddy I, I'm, I'm i'm glad to talk to you can't wait to i i've been traveling so i mean i haven't been able to be listening to the show can't wait to can't wait to give it a big old fat listen when i when i get settled in tonight all right well i'll make sure it's up and ready to go for you all right buddy i was good talking to you all right you too be seeing you i'll be seeing you bye bye there you go, Zach Coons, and I'm allowed. Next, I'm going to play something by the sweet release of death. This is called The Weather is Great Today, which is true in the case of Prague. I can't speak for where Zach is right now. It sounds like it's actually not very nice. But anyhow, here it is.
family, friends and home I decided then to roam Not knowing if I'm ever coming back The mailman goes there every day Leaves the bills and goes away I hope there ain't no way to make me pay I've got a runnin' bill downtown Oh, but they won't find me around Cause my runnin' bills just run me away Well, I've been in love before But I won't be anymore Cause a woman couldn't take this misery I never made enough in life To even support a life I just had to run me away I've got a running bill downtown Oh, but they won't find me around Cause my running bills just run Listen, I'm going to give a, a clue here now. I don't want any more bullshit any time during the day from anyone. That includes me. Watch it up. 
Deceased Squirrel on the phone with Strawberry Cough from a release of the same name put out by Stone to Death. We also heard the GTOs with I Have a Paintbrush in My Hand to Color a Triangle as produced by Frank Zappa and found on the Permanent Damage album released by Straight in 1969. Before the GTOs, Bo Gritz with Boiler released by Sad Tapes in 2018 on a tape called the Tape EP. For Bo Gritz, Dick Nolan, one of the finest exports of Newfoundland, where I also hail from. Uh, that was Runnin' Bills from the album Movin' Out, that Arc Records released in 1966. Before that, Hello Kill You from Estonia. The song was No War, No Grants. That came from their Hello Kill You EP that appeared in 2014. I think they're working on new stuff soon, or now, uh, so that'll be nice to hear. Um, And to start things, the sweet release of death with The Weather Is Great Today from an album called The Blissful Joy of Living, which Subroutine put out last year. So, as I promised, what's coming up is the song poem slash song shark set. And you can read more about this online pretty easily. Uh, There's even a Wikipedia page about it. If you type in song poems or song poem, you should be able to find it. Um, Even though that seems to be a fairly generic term, if you ask somebody, do you like song poems and they don't know what you're talking about, then uh, it doesn't really describe the the whole thing all that well so maybe maybe song sharking is a little more appropriate but anyway for people who don't know what this is um particularly in the 60s and 70s it was common to find ads in the backs of magazines that would say send us your poetry or lyrics and we can make you famous so people will send in like whatever garbage they want to write down and then no matter what it was, the company would come back and say, oh, we think your stuff is great, so how about uh, you send us some money and then we'll turn your words into a song. And they would actually hold up on that or uh, like agree to that part of the deal. They would churn out these songs, but at a fairly poor rate of production, that is the, the quality of what they would produce was usually subpar compared to what any sort of quality uh, music was at the time. And anyway, the the person would get a few copies of the record, but the company never would actually circulate anything to radio stations. That was pretty much the end of it. So there's just heaps and heaps of these recordings done by these companies that people have collected over the years. WFMU has put together quite a few compilations that you can download from, I think it's the Beware of the blog that WFMU used to do, and that's all still hosted online. Um, There's a documentary about it as well, which is called Off the Charts, the song poem documentary, or the song poem story, sorry. Um, And that that gives a lot of insight to the whole process and the history of uh, what was going on, and even some interviews with the musicians who were involved with the creation of 
of these things. So um, that's pretty highly recommended if you're intrigued by this whole world of, of song poems. So I'm going to play what? I, they're all pretty short. So I think I've lined up six here. Uh, I'm going to start off with the ballad of Patty Hearst, who was, of course, the heiress to the Hearst newspaper whatever uh yeah i don't even know what i'm saying here uh but anyway yeah she was just this kind of wealthy heiress who was kidnapped by the sla which uh what was that the cybanese liberation army i think was the the name of the group and anyway they had this particularly left-leaning agenda and carried out some bank robberies and things like that and kind of roped her into a lot of these tactics that they employed and you know there was a big trial afterwards and basically they said that or it was agreed that they had brainwashed her into doing all this stuff but anyhow somebody thought it'd be a great idea to put one of these song poems together about Patty Hearst I don't know why anybody would ever do that but uh, that's a pretty common question about a lot of these song poems so uh, we'll start it off there. It's performed by Sue, Lo- Sue Lloyd and Will O'Donnell. Stephen, is that you? Who are you? I don't know you. Please put me down. I don't want to go with you. Stephen, help me! Society's toy Listen 
Come on, baby. Come on and do the pig. Yeah. Come on, baby. The pig you really dig. You put your hands on your hips. And let your backbone shake. Come on, do the pig. You say it's really great. Come on, everybody.
security will prevail as sure as I'm the president. President Jimmy Carter Can a government be competent? Jimmy Carter says yes Jimmy Carter says yes Can a government be honest? Jimmy Carter says yes Jimmy Carter says yes Can a government be decent and open? As the 39th president, he has spoken, yes. Jimmy Carter says, yes. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, a 39th president. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, a 39th president. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Man, this place is full of junk. With yearly and all known dearly Throughout and among We use preferred By the also Of having choicefully Three times a day As the average We use of the Among of our foods Along by our knowledge Of the well-kept adage By the more of all Helping with the all of good Towards being among our masters And the also by our intelligence While the passing of time Besides our matters by the also Collectively to be With the tens The sea, an octopus woman reached out and grabbed for me. 
Octopus woman, please let me go. Octopus woman, please let me go. The octopus woman lives out in the sea. She found her a darling the day she captured me. Octopus woman, please let me go. Octopus woman, please let me go. I should not have gone fishing down by that old Fort Bragg, where I met that woman, that green old octopus hag. Octopus woman, please let me go. Octopus woman. Let me go I see Octopuses Children Many galore My wife Had a hundred And she just Had five more Octopus Oh man Please let me Dick Kent's with Octopus Woman, Please Let Me Go, to wrap up our little song poem uh, feature, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was going to play one more, but uh, I don't know. I, I think I've had my share of song poems for a little while. If you guys want to dig up more, then it's easy to download compilations online. And I usually play one every show or two anyhow, but... Uh, I think playing them just back to back like that gets a little little much. Um, so before Dick Kent, it was the MSR Singers. MSR was one of the major song poem companies, uh, and that was at the time. It's a really bizarre song poem because it's not even like the the words aren't even sensibly arranged into sentences or anything meaningful. It's like somebody just picked out random words and plopped them in and sent them off to MSR to have somebody sing. So I would assume whoever put that together was wise to the scam and thought it would be hilarious to have somebody actually sing a bunch of randomly selected words. And then uh, you could uh, pick out which style of music you wanted it to be played at. So I guess they thought they'd be cute and have uh, kind of a, a country thing going on there like they did. Yeah, so before the MSR singers, Gene Marshall with Jimmy Carter says yes. Rod Keith, who is recognized as sort of the champion of song poems, and that is the uh, composition and delivery of them, with 
a song that I think really should have been popular, Do the Pig. I love that song. Uh, and to start, as we mentioned, Sue Lloyd and Will O'Donnell with the ballad of Patty Hearst. So I'm going to play and then wrap it up for the day. Uh, we'll start off with SPK under the alias of Solipsic. The song is Seesaw. This was a really strange period in the band's history because there were actually two incarnations of SPK operating simultaneously. There was the Australia-based group, uh, which is what we'll hear in a few minutes or a minute, perhaps. Uh, And then there was the UK-based group, which both of them had collaborated and worked together before, and it wasn't so much of a disagreement that separated them. I think it was more about just visa stuff for staying together in one place or I don't know, something to that effect, just more logistical than personality wise. And, uh, it's really sad with the Australian group or the, the side of the, of the group of SPK, uh, Neil Hill, who was leading that part of it and his, his wife, Margaret Hill, uh, are largely responsible for this single, along with some friends that they collaborated with. And a couple of years after this was put out, both Neil and his wife, Margaret died within a day or two of, of one another. Neil committed suicide and his, uh, and Margaret had, uh, died from compli- complications due to anorexia. And Neil had destroyed all of the tapes of work that they had done outside of this, uh, maybe just shortly before he committed suicide. He just didn't want anybody to hear any of his works aside from what he had released. So I guess this is sort of the uh, one of the few things that remains, and it's, it's a really unusual song. So here it is, Seesaw by SBK.
pláče, aby mi nebylo do pláče, když už to zlý osud dopustil, že mi můj miláček opustil. Tatínek koupil mi korále, abych se smála dále, aby mi nebylo dobréče, až i ten druhý mi uteče.
Wrong song. Get yo yo, you go to hell, you creep around in the nighttime all you fucking want. But don't you come back here disturbing us, I'll tell you that right now, dude. Or you'll see garbage, I'll throw it over your face and then call 911. Party's on the dance floor. So what are next? Have a good day, folks. The snake unhinges his jaw, swapping spit with Philistines in a toxic pact. Glasses are clinked behind high walls of Highland Parks in Forest Lakes. His poison is crack, throats the news, rides a drum. Taken from their album Sinking, released by Alliterative Accord Recordings in 2017. We heard Lonkersy before Lardo, Infinite Garden from their recently released Hamza through Antana Kurshku. That came out uh, last month, actually. Then there was Ivana Prinosilova, Lyrica Z. Strednich Czech. Man, why don't I say it fucking right? Yeah, why don't I say it fucking right? I, I don't know how is why. Um, and then to start things, the ill-fated SPK Australian branch with Seesaw from the M Squared 1981 single that they uh, credited to themselves as Solipsic. 
So, yeah, that wraps it up for this week. Thanks for being here. I'll be back again next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the state of the world is, and maybe we'll be able to predict when we can actually go out to shows again and things hopefully are getting a little closer to normal, even though it doesn't look like that will happen. But fingers crossed, anyway. So, yeah, stay uh, healthy, and we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Just look after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you.